Welcome to Work is Calling, where we will learn the experiences and insights of business leaders who see their careers as a calling from God. What is important about seeing your career as a calling? Work is fulfilling whenever we sense success, but let's face it, success can and usually is fleeting. What if instead of targeting success, we seek fulfillment? A sense of calling makes serving God your purpose. That shift can actually lead you to a sense of fulfillment regardless of success. Let's listen to the stories of those who have made the shift and have experienced this. Hello and welcome to Work is Calling. My name is not Wayne Kuna. I'm not the founder or president of Soul Priority. My name is Matthew Gosling. Uh, you usually don't hear from me. I'm the producer of the show. Uh, and it is my privilege and honor today to be the man sitting behind the mic talking to Mr. Wayne Kuna. How are you doing tonight, Wayne? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm, this is pretty interesting on this side <laughs> of the mic. Yeah, how's it feeling over there? I don't know yet. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll probably be editing out quite a bit, I'm sure. I'm not the natural interviewer that you are, but yeah, this should be fun. Um, yeah, so I've enjoyed getting to know you over the past few months. Yeah, likewise. Um, yeah, it's been... I found out a lot about myself. <laughs> Nothing like meeting someone else to really show you who you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's let the uh, audience get to know you as maybe as well as I've known you over the past few months. So um, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, maybe start with, you know, your background, um, obviously you're married you've got kids uh, obviously you've got sole priority yeah let's yeah, go yeah. through it so yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> no thanks uh, for listening folks <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is gonna be a long interview <laughs> so uh yeah i'm married i've been married since 1974 i like to tell people that i've been happily married for you know 47 years my wife more like seven and <laughs> and um that's a nice Holy number seven, so that Perfect. works. Um, yeah, I've got two kids, uh, both adults, both have kids, a son who has two daughters and a son, and a daughter who has two sons and a daughter. Um, yeah, really blessed. Uh, our kids are following the Lord. Uh, um, yeah, we really, really, it's kind of like for both of our children, it's kind of like these are my kids in whom I am well pleased. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's been really good. We also have a dog. Her name is Shiloh. She's really uh, entered our life a couple of years ago and uh, we really love her except for all the hair she has all over the place. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I was in the toy industry for quite a number of years, you know, so um, toy industry, pastor, um, you know, executive coach, spiritual coach, I guess I just don't know what I want to do. <laughs> You're just or, trying on all these hats. Yeah, or God, seeing which one fits. Yeah, or God is like, oh, that's not working. We got to do something else. <laughs> He's like, we'll find something for this guy. <laughs> that's excellent. So, um, obviously, you're talking about how you're in the toy industry before, but now you're with Soul Priority, and that's your primary ministry at the moment. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so primary, uh, the sole priority was created to uh, coach women and men in business how to really transform their careers and their workplaces through uh, biblical principles. Mm -hmm. um, started in 2012, it originally uh, was part of a ministry that I launched when I started off as a navigator after leaving the pastorate, mm -hmm. and uh, did that here in Chicago. Uh, we tried to have 
one hour uh, group studies, discussions at or near uh, commuter uh, spots, you know, mm-hmm. near train stations, you know, on off ramps of highways and things like that. Mm-hmm. We've had them all over the, uh, the Chicago area, as far north as uh, for people who know the Chicago area as Barrington, as far south as Tenley Park, as far west as uh, Naperville, and as far east as. The lake. <laughs> it doesn't get too far. No, east. you can't really go for the reason. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's it's been uh, terrific. Uh, from that, uh, God led me to write a book that's called uh, Work in the Light, mm-hmm. which uh, covers um, you know God's purposes for work. And that's not just to spoil our time here on, on Earth. It's, it's actually to fulfill in, uh, us and, and through accomplishment and to uh, glorify Him. Also, Shepherd Leadership, which is... Um, you know, something that uh, is developed throughout the entire Bible and talk about w- what that looks like compared to the typical leadership models that we, you know, encounter in the workplace. And then we also look at um, culture. You know, mm-hmm. it's very important. And we do a deep dive into an unusual passage for the culture, and that would be Psalm 23, which we usually see as a, a funeral dirge type mm-hmm. of thing. But mm-hmm. actually it's, you know, this incredible leader Talking about his leader, who has created this incredible environment for mm-hmm. him that's uh, that supplies every one of his needs mm-hmm. and uh, creates a tremendous amount of loyalty. So we we discuss those things as well, and then finally we just talk about what it is to have a singular God priority uh, and how that affects everything else that drives our life, and how you know that's got to be kind of like the tip of our life arrow. You know, mm-hmm. and we discuss that in terms of making God as uh, your priority as a person and as uh, a plan, his plan. And we really try to point out that the word priorities is an oxymoron. You can't do you can't two things at the same time. <laughs> there going. Yeah, it doesn't work real well. Right, yeah. Well, I'm sure that we'll get into um, working the light and soul priority and other elements um, a little bit further on into the show. Um, but considering your multi-purpose background as you know, toy engineer, pastor, handyman, have you, are you an astronaut as well? Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> I did have a patent that that did get looked at. From what my understanding, okay. yeah, for something, yeah, Interesting. yeah. So okay. I, I feel like I could just like say anything, and you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I've tried that." Yeah, yeah well, that. you know, if I haven't, at least I could make up something. <laughs> yeah. So, with all that in mind, um, how would you describe yourself, maybe in one or two words? Yeah. So um, the outside of me is the glass is half full. The inside of me is the glass <laughs> is really half empty. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I just kind of struggle with that. I have a real, you know, I have kind of screw around, fun attitude, but I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. So, mm. you know, I don't know. It's it's kind of this tension that's inside of me. Um, I, I I'm a I'm a once I get moving, it's a get it done. You know, let's mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I get very excited about starting things. Um, in fact, I I love an empty sheet of paper. That hasn't mm. got anything on it because now anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just start scribbling and pretty soon, you know, ideas come or, you know, not pretty soon, but take, sometimes it takes a <laughs> while. But ideas do come, you know, and, and I've really dis, you know discovered that I, I'm a great starter, mm. a pretty good developer, but not a good maintainer. You know, I just mm. kind of like move on to the next thing. Uh, I also find out that I don't like people writing on my blank sheet of paper. I like to do it myself. 
but yeah. <laughs> You're a one sheet to one person kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. You, well, I'll look at your sheet, but don't know that, mate. <laughs> That's great. Um, so maybe considering that I've only recently known you and uh, we've had a few like personal conversations too, um, what are some interesting things that not many people would know about you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I have done some really stupid things in my <laughs> life, you know, like someone lowered me down on a rope, a 50 foot rope into a 200 foot sinkhole, which didn't work out really well. I, to this day, I'm not quite sure how I got out of that, but I thought you were about to say into a sanctuary to reenact the, uh, the man being lowered down <laughs> oh, yeah, right. for Jesus. Yeah. to heal No, but I probably would have totally needed help after <laughs> I fell hit the bottom. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I had a mountain fall. I, you know, mm. fell 20, 30 feet and, you know, got carried off of that mountain. Um, mm. You know, I, I just, uh, I, sometimes I, the adventure looks bigger than than the you know, the caution that's needed to take the adventure. Mm. And, and actually, that's probably part of one of the things that makes me okay with starting something that hasn't been done or new mm. for me. Because uh, I'm just naive. <laughs> I just Adventurous and naive I'm, is not a good combination. <laughs> um, do you have any particularly favorite pastimes or hobbies that you like sinking time into? Sure. Yeah, it's changed a little bit. I used to. I, I still do love sailing. Um, mm. <clears throat> I had a little sailboat, you know, and I, I crewed on a larger boat for a while. But uh, that's that's been quite a while ago. No one else in my family really liked it, so. I, I like bicycling. I, I used to do a lot of cross country skiing. Did a mm. couple endurance races. You know, just to finish, not to, <laughs> just to kind of make it across alive. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and um, I love reading. Mm. Uh, I really, I really love learning how to follow Jesus. I, mm. I really do. You know, I, I really love reading the Word. I, I love learning from other people. I like learning. Mm. Yeah. So excellent. Yeah. Um, you often go by Reverend Bucket. I do. What is in Reverend Bucket's bucket list? <clears throat> oh, in Bucket's bucket list. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, I... <clears throat> I mean, you've done so much. Is there anything left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, no, no there's nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> to get to the bottom of that sinkhole has uh, defeated me. Um, you know, I... I, I you know, I, I like to travel. I wouldn't mind going to Alaska. I wouldn't mind doing one of these mm. um, Danube River things, mm. you know. Um, that would be fun. Uh, the St. James, um, San Diego, El Real, Camino Real, or whatever it is, you know, through <laughs> Spain, 450 mm. miles, you know, just to do that and stop at all the little chapels and just kind of listen to see why other people are taking a spiritual mm. hermitage. Excellent. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I love fishing with my grandkids, you know, um, that's, that's always in, in the bucket, especially if there's fish in the bucket. Um, <laughs> but I, th I think, you know, uh, really, I, you know, because, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, you know, retired or should be retired. <laughs> that doesn't sound <laughs> like it. My <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what's going to happen. But it's like. <clears throat> okay, yeah. Well, anyway, you know, I, I just love doing things, you know, that my wife would like actually to do and mm. find out what's on her bucket list. And uh, because for the most of my life, it's, it's you know, it's been her giving way to my dreams, sort of, mm. you know, our dreams sometimes. And mm. um, yeah, I would just love to see her do the things that, you know, that would really fulfill her. Mm. That's sweet. Um, let's move on. Did you hear that, Candy? <laughs> 
I'm going to clip that and send it directly to her. And she can play it any time that you start complaining. That's so. good, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move to some more uh, spiritual um, and good questions. So, um, what a life you've had. Is there a, a verse that has carried you through your life in its many seasons? Yes. <clears throat> Probably the most profound one for me has been Galatians 2.20, which is, you know, I've been crucified in Christ. Hmm. And it's not I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me in the life I live by faith. Uh, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Um, early on in my relationship with Jesus, I realized that it wasn't just going to be his life for me, but for some reason I knew it was going to be my life for his. And hmm. I was afraid of that exchange, but it's worked out <laughs> so far. <laughs> That's great. Um, is there a particular character from the Bible that you particularly relate to either in circumstance or attitude i love moses <clears throat> moses has an issue with anger <laughs> and uh, unfortunately uh he, he my, likes being creative and also being naive yes hitting yes. sticks yeah, yeah yeah he's really good at stick things i'm <laughs> not that good um so, yeah, so moses is really one of the characters but one of the characters that i i really love and i appreciate very much is Jairus. you know mm. that um set down everything that he was in his community to go to this uh, avant-garde preacher and beg for the life of his daughter. Mm. You know, I, I just, and to have the patience to sit there and wait for him to get done with what he was doing. Mm. You know, I, 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 I don't know if it's fortunate. Unfortunately, I mean, our daughter went through grave illness and, um, you know, I, I can identify with where mm. he was at. And, and, and just as his story goes, our daughter was, was brought back to healing, so that's good. Praise God, yeah. Amen. Mm. Um, what is your th favorite thing about that avant-garde preacher? Oh, my goodness. Um, His changing name is Jesus, water into so. wine. <laughs> 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 yeah, you don't say that in Sunday school. Um, <laughs> Maybe uh, adult Sunday school. Yeah, I, I, his composure, his willingness to be patient with people is just tremendous. His gentleness, and yet his incredible power. I mean, he is, he is without a doubt the poster person of power under amazing control. You know, mm. the mix of um, his holiness and his love and his justice and his mercy. I mean, mm. it's just, you know, everything's in balance, and that is... Not me. <laughs> we have a lot to learn from him. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's move it over to some questions about the arts. So right. you said you like reading books. I do. Um, do you have a particular favorite book or a favorite author? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, read through all the ring. I, I just really enjoy all the, the pictures. I, I also, and um, I forget the name of the Richard, I uh, can't remember the name of the fellow who wrote, wrote Watership Down about the money rabbits. Oh my goodness, yeah. That's a great, That's great, a great story. story. Yeah, goodness. great story. Um, you know, I, I, one of my heroes was Walt Disney, so mm. I know I like a lot of story and pictures and entertaining children. And, mm. and uh, uh, what other books? I, you know, I, 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 you know, I mean, I love reading history books. So I mean, you know, um, I love reading the story of Christianity by uh, um, Gonzalez. Just fabulous, mm. you know. I'm sure <laughs> put a lot of people to sleep, but I think it's really interesting. I think he does a great job, and mm. you know, just learn so much about our background as followers of Christ. Mm. So, is your favorite movie a Disney movie? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, probably more of the Lord of the Rings things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was really blown away by all the Star Wars stuff. You know, when it first came out, it was just phenomenal. <laughs> and actually, there was another movie that they kind of ripped off that was called Silent Running, I think it was, or, or something like that. But it was Bruce Dern was in it, and a mm-hmm. lot of the same imagery, a lot of the same looks, spaceships, and you know, very similar. Interesting. You know, he George was paying attention. <laughs> He's a smart guy, that George yeah. Lucas. Yes. <laughs> um, and you have a favorite musician. Favorite musicians. <clears throat> you know, I, I tend to be a classic person, hmm. you know, and then uh, on the other side of the coin, so, so almost, you know, anything that's, you know, probably more romantic age stuff, you know, hmm. the Tchaikovsky's, the, hmm. the typical stuff, you know. Uh, however, the, um, uh, what's his name? Heinrich... Gresky. Oh, Grecky. Yeah. yeah, just phenomenal mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, Symphony of Sorrows. Oh, gee, many crickets. You re- you, you yeah. listen to that while you're reading the Psalm 88, and it's just like painful. It's just, <laughs> yeah. oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, on the other side of the coin, I'm, I just uh, I am a sucker for, you know, good old Southern gospel. <laughs> you know, I'm using my Bible for a roadmap. You know, I mean, I just... You're not going to hear that anywhere else in the world. <laughs> so if we could have a uh, a Southern Gospel set to Rachmaninoff's third piano concerto, yes. that would probably be your sweet spot. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little, yeah. Um, before we get to the second half, um, just want to ask one last question, which is, uh, what is something that brings tears to your jo- uh, tears to your eyes, either of joy or of anger? Mm, yeah. Part of my story has a, a mass shooting in it, <clears throat> so when when I see all the violence, the shooting violence, uh, there are times when I see one more mass shooting, and and um, it just brings to my mind and my heart what an impact that left on me, and I know that the people who have gone through that will mm. never be the same again. You know, um, um, that makes me incredibly sad. Um, um, yeah, joy. I I just I, I love seeing my kids growing in Christ and my grandkids now. You know, just talking about that, and I just I can't believe the faithfulness of God and just how gracious and wonderful He is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could cry about that. I I, I, I you're crying. I, yeah, I'm a chick flick guy. I mean, I go yes. there and I cry and I ask you know my <laughs> wife for a tissue. And, yeah, this is a safe space, Wayne. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to take a quick break uh, and then we're going to uh, talk some more about how you see your workers calling. But uh, for now, we'll just check in with our sponsor. Work is Calling is a ministry of soul priority that coaches women and men of faith to transform their careers and workplaces with biblical principles and the book Work in the Light. That highlights why God created work, shepherd leadership, workplace culture, and the vital importance of a singular God priority. You can find out more about Soul Priority at www.soul-priority.org. That's www.soul-priority.org. Now, back to today's podcast. All right, welcome back to Work is Calling. I'm still with Mr. Wayne Kuna. Um, let's get into how you see your work is calling. Uh, I guess my first question is really, um, what inspired you to start 
the sole priority, working the light, um, shepherd leadership um, avenues that you've gone down. What was that uh, inspiration behind the work that you see as calling? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so um, a couple of years after the, the shooting that I went through, uh, you know, Christ found me and, and, and brought healing into my, my mind, especially in my soul, my heart. Mm. Um, and then um, I had, at that same time, I was uh, given the opportunity of becoming a partner at the toy uh, studio where I was at. And uh, it turns out when you, <laughs> you're you obsessively thinking about things, you can't turn it <laughs> off. You could, you could do a lot of creative thinking and you mm-hmm. do a lot of toys and stuff like that. But um, so I was, uh, I was just, you know, working through signing the papers for the partnership and I become a Christian and um, the managing partner. And I guess the rest of the partners probably also heard that I had, you know, come to Christ and I got a call into the office and I was like, I know what this is about, you know? Um, and the managing partner was this just brilliant guy who is creative guy had just, you know, great creative toy ideas and, and, and great business person. I, I just kind of like the guy I wanted to become. Hmm. Um, said, Hey, Wayne, you know, uh, have a seat. I said, I, I, I heard you, you're religious now. And I was like, Oh, there it goes. Shortest partnership in the world, you know? <laughs> and, um, and I didn't know what to say because I, you know, I, I mean, you know, someone witnessed to me and stuff like that, but my experience was alone. I didn't do it with anybody around. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I just said, yeah, I guess so. And, and then he said, um, what's this going to mean? Hmm. And I knew, I mean, this is a bright guy. He wasn't like, what's it mean to me? He could care about that, you know, but he wanted to know what it was going to mean at the studio, what it was going to mean with my clients, what it was going to mean with them, the partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, honestly had not ever th- even considered that, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I knew that it would be like, you know, I pray more, go to church, be a better husband, you know, that that sort of thing. Hopefully was going to be on the list. She's still listening. Yeah, I know. Better <laughs> husband, better husband. And... Um, um, but he was wondering what it was going to mean at work. And so I, I, I was like, you know, frozen there for a bit. And he said, well, and I, I was like, uh, you know, I, I said, do you know about Jesus, what he stands for? And he was like, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't want to talk about that. And I said, well, I think it means that I just want to do things the way Jesus would do them. Hmm. He looked at me and he said, that's all. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, that's all. That's like, I don't even know what I said. That's a lot. You know, I mean, everything. <laughs> Think about Jesus. I mean, you know, good grief. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, anyway, he said, okay, that's it. And I walked out and that, that question transformed who I was because I realized that my faith had to be all-encompassing, that, uh, you know, the reflection of following Christ had to be part of what it looked like at work as well. And so, I, you know, I had gone through this really obsessive thinking phase. And so I went right to the Bible, you know, and I'm reading and reading and reading. And, and I'm noticing that whenever they talk about leaders it's often referred to in terms of a shepherd even the bad leaders were evil shepherds and Mm. so i decided to study sheep and shepherds and you know develop this this picture of uh shepherd leadership which you know really filled my career while i was at marvin glass and associates and then when i started my own studio it just even mushroomed even more because you know i didn't have to be real careful about you know what my partners who you know didn't necessarily believe what I believed, mm. you know, would be concerned about it. So I uh, just saw transformation in people's lives, in mm. my life, mm-hmm. and uh, my clients, you know, and just had miraculous stories. I mean, just, mar- yeah, I mean, you know, that's another 
episode, I guess. But uh, yeah, so you know, I went I went into the pastorate and uh, learned a lot of more theology to kind of built in around the things that I already kind of figured out and. And then when I was approached by the navigators after the pastor and said, hey, you've got this business experience, you've got this pastoral theological experience, can you combine those and start some kind of a workplace ministry here in Chicago? Mm-hmm. And and it slowly just escalated. I mean, first I was like, eh, that's true. And I said, oh, this was great. And I was like, yeah, let's do this, you know. <laughs> and, and, and God called some people around who I hadn't even met or known. And they were all like, yeah, let's do this. I want to learn more, you know. And, and, um, uh, so that was kind of the genesis of it, and um, and and I've seen people uh, just transformed, and their mm-hmm. businesses transformed, and how they pursued uh, their careers transformed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah it, is, it really is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you seen that um, develop in your personal walk with Jesus? Uh, well. <clears throat> It's very interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's not choking me up because of that question. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, my personal walk, It uh, <laughs> when you go on record in the secular world as being a follower of Christ and you, um, uh, yeah, you let them know, uh, they watch you like a hawk. Hmm. And they'll let you know as soon as you stop acting like what they expect you to act like. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of accountability and there's a lot of questions, which requires, you know, some learning and studying scriptures and, and then and just trying to say things in ways that, you know, you hope people understand and, and you know, trust the Holy Spirit to help that. But it, it, it made me a more consistent follower of Christ, I think. Mm. It also made me a, a learner. It kept me in learning, kept me studying, you know, and learning, you know, other, what other people thought about uh, leadership in the Christian world. Um, I have to say it, and I I don't think I brought it to the pastorate as well as I did in the business world. I don't know quite why, <clears throat> and I wish I could have done it better in my own family. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Interesting. Okay. Um, work is calling. Yes. Define that for us. Okay. Um, I believe that uh, it's not just the priests and the pastors and the youth pastors and missionaries who have a calling from God. I believe that each one of us has a calling within our lives, um, which also includes for many of us who go to work, uh, the workplace. Uh, I believe that uh, God says that he's our workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do this work that he's prepared beforehand. I mean, before we get him on the scene, it's already been ready, waiting for us, you know, which means... He's been waiting for us. Mm-hmm. He's been waiting for us to take the skills that he's given us and to hone them and to use them and place us in places that he wanted to put us to work with people that he wanted us to work with mm-hmm. so that we can have an impact for his kingdom and his uh, truth. Mm. And so in that sense, I, you know, I see, um, I just see once a person is called by him to be a follower of Christ, their whole life mushrooms into a calling Mm. that has different venues, um, uh, different um, magnitudes of influence, but nevertheless, you know, very important and a piece, a part of the work of Jesus Christ continuing to go on through his church, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. us. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So you've been developing this idea of work is calling for a number of decades now. Um, maybe you could give us some uh, examples from your own uh, career experience of how you've either seen um, fruit from viewing your work as calling or maybe from others that you've helped disciple. Um, yeah. Tell us more about what you've seen. Sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's really funny. Our first office uh, was in the, on this first floor kind of storefront type of place. And, you know, my, my two of my partners were believers. And, um, you know, we had a Bible study and all that stuff, you know, and our employees could come if they wanted to, which they did. And um, But anyway, I remember one morning, you know, we got done with a Bible study and we were all having coffee. And all of a sudden this guy comes stumbling into our doorway, you know, off the street. And <laughs> mm. he obviously spent the night on the street and was obviously still hanging over, you know. And he was, oh, man, he smelled that coffee, you know, and he just came in and we were able to talk with him, <laughs> you know, and sit down and just ask him about himself and tell him about the Lord and um, just an unusual, you know, opportunity that he opened. We've had clients call me up and just say, hey, Wayne, um, tell me something spiritual, hmm. you know, and, yeah, sometimes I screw around with stuff like that. And this <laughs> one guy said, amen. He goes, no, Wayne, I'm being serious. And I said, well, what's going on? You know, and he told me about something that was going on in his, with his parents who were elderly, and he was a Jewish man, hmm. and so he just needed prayer. He just knew that, you know, he just felt that I tapped into something that he wasn't quite aware of or understood, and so he wanted me to pray for him, and, and the situation I prayed for was remarkable. You know, I it um, it worked out. Mm. I mean, it worked out fabulously. You know, and mm -hmm. he knew it, and he knew that God was speaking to him. You know, and <clears throat> when our business was closing, we uh, decided that we were going to try to uh, well either close down or try to go down, kind of fighting a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about hiring another uh, designer who might come in and add something to the chemistry of the company and. And maybe create something that you know we keep the business going, and, mm -hmm. and so we decided that we would do that. But before we do that, we'd pray over the weekend, my partners and I. And you know, we got back on Monday, and you know, it was pretty well decided that that was a go. You know, the Lord said, "Go for it." But while I was praying over the weekend, I I got the incredible sense that God said to hire a person of color, hmm. and I was like, I mean. It didn't make sense. But I told my partners that, and they were like, I don't know, you know, how do you do that? And we laughed about some things, and, you know, and then we got serious about things, and then we just decided if it was going to happen, God would have to do it. Hmm. So we prayed again. We just kind of turned it over to him. And we no sooner said amen when we were there early in the morning before the staff got there, and the phone rang. And I picked up the phone, and it was a designer who had worked for me at Marvin Glass and Associates years before. And he was looking for a job and he was an african-american excellent yeah. and so he came uh, you know we interviewed him you know he needed more money we couldn't have paid that much but he decided that god really wanted him to be there and i never <laughs> told him what had happened and mm -hmm. uh you know over the next six months he had a complete transformation in his life he studied his family he came to christ his mm. whole family came to christ and um you know, he didn't save the company, but the company, I mean, that's what the company was for. You know, mm -hmm. it was God's tool in this man's heart. And in ours, as we watched this miracle unfold in front of us, and even at the end of this career, and, um, and it also taught me another uh, important factor in that 
sometimes, you know, we look at things like, oh, my business failed. How can you let this happen, Lord? You know, all this stuff. And, you know, I, it took a while, but it came around to realize that um, the company, the business was complete. Mm-hmm. That God had now closed the chapter on it, and it was there was nothing else to do there. It for had me served to, its purpose. Yeah and, yeah, and God moved us all on, including myself, and that ended up being you know in seminary and becoming a pastor. Hmm. So, excellent. Yeah. Um, so you've talked a couple times about you know some instances where there's been success, uh, and obviously that early um, discussion with your partnership uh, that went well. Uh, has there been particular times of resistance or? Uh, struggle that you found uh, in maintaining your workers' calling? Um, I mean, you know, it's it's something that, you know, you, you don't go to work and say, you know, I'm working in the light today. Uh, today <laughs> is my calling. You know, I mean, it, I mean, it's just like everybody else. There's, there's moments when all of a sudden you realize, oh, yeah, this is a calling, you know. Mm. And actually, the, the words calling took me a while to get around to... I mean, you know, it was like took years to get there. Hmm. I just felt like I was serving God, but then I realized, no, it's it's really this is God's plan, you know. Which, oh, well, this must be like my call, you know. Mm. Um, is there pushback? Um, I yeah, I mean, there 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 is pushback. I mean, some of it's funny, you know. People just you know kind of mocking. It's kind mm. of really funny. Um, and then you know, I, I mean, you know. My first business, I remember there was one episode that was just like a Jericho. I mean, it was just an amazing miracle that just I saw God just grab the hearts of my partners and they agreed mm-hmm. with you know something that I was concerned about. And then there was another time where they all individually just walked out of the conference room, you know, mm-hmm. our office, and each kind of taking turns calling me something, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, it, it does cut both ways. But I have to say that. For the most part, it was really very still miraculous, mm-hmm. amazing. So in the ups and downs of success and pushback and those kind of things, uh, has there been a consistent fire underneath you that has kept you going? Uh, something that's fueled you? Yeah, well, yeah. The fuel, <clears throat> well, you know, certainly when you see a miracle happen and you pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I remember my wife, when she was teaching at this Christian academy and she was having a hard time trying to figure out the catechism of the study that was really, you know, important in the kids' lives. So she started the, this this um, God Watch, Watch journal. Hmm. And, and you know, it just transformed these kids' lives as they began to, to intentionally watch for God. And, hmm. and when you go to work, expecting to work with God and to see Him empower you uh, and the circumstances, there's a lot of fuel that's in there. But I would say that probably the most significant part of fuel is prayer. Mm. I mean, you really need to pray because there is there is a huge potential for spiritual pushback, mm. you know, and there is. There's, I mean, you know, um, so fuel, you know, prayer is just really huge, you know, to just have a an ongoing, growing communion with Jesus, you know, feeling like you could talk to him at any time, mm-hmm. you know, in any way and not necessarily drop to your knees. But even while you're sitting there talking with a client, you know, you can just start praying about things. Mm-hmm. Just the, the sense of his presence and his power and knowing that he has a plan that he's, you know, he's executing because it's from his father and he loves his father and, you know, and and we love him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's sort of the fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What has been a couple of the benefits that you've experienced due to seeing your work as calling either, you know, personal life or professional life? Yeah. In the professional life, everything is not successful. Mm. You know, I mean, you mm-hmm. can work, you know, at, at my company, I think that over a period of 11 years, we had 800 ideas that we actually pursued. Mm. I mean, that's a lot you yeah. know, for a, a small studio. And, um, I mean, we pursued them at different levels, but, um, and, and, and maybe out of those eight of them made you know, money for the company that kept it going. Um, so success is not something that you could hang your hat on, but there's fulfillment mm. in, you know, accomplishing a task, you know, actually getting a product together, get putting it together, knowing that in part you did it because God given, had given you this ability and this talent and the people around you are talented and, you see this thing happen in front of you that was just a couple lines on a piece of paper. <laughs> and um, anyway, it, it's like success is good, and, and, but it's kind of fleeting. Hmm. But the sense of accomplishment, I, I, I feel it's and fulfillment are with you forever. Hmm. You know, so whether it's with an individual or, you know, seeing a product come to fruition or even sold or made or licensed, um, you know, there's 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 more to derive from it as a sense of accomplishment or fulfillment than success mm, mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's what, that's my professional life mm-hmm. personal life i don't know i probably still came home crabby you know when <laughs> things weren't working out and you know um yeah um i think uh, the create i think there was an awareness a challenging to me you know because there's a ten- tendency i don't know about anybody else but when you're out there, you're like, you know, you put your Christian clothes on and mm-hmm. you get home and you're just like, okay, I could take those off now, you know, because I'm tired, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's such a horrible way to look at it. Um, but unfortunately, you kind of like, you know, let go a little bit and you're not quite the person that you should be full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you seen your work as worship, as you see it as a calling? Yeah, you know, I have to say that uh, I believe it was. I don't think I realized that or saw that as worship until probably I was out of the toy business mm. and I was as a I was now as a pastor because I began to see the pastoral role of a shepherd as as worshiping God and um, giving him honor and mm. worthyship, and then I think I began to to realize that, and indeed. The same thing was happening in in the business in a large way, mm. uh, and so you know the relationships that I I think I had with people as they saw me walk as a follower of Christ was very worshipful and honoring to God. Mm. Um, the products that we decided to work on, I mean, even when we were having you know we're at the the death throes of our business, <laughs> you know, and we're like, oh, you know, this friend of mine who was working at a big ad agency downtown here in Chicago came to me. He goes, hey, I got a client. He said, you know we're looking for these little games that we could, you know, make out of paper and put mm-hmm. on a table and people will play. And I said, Oh yeah, really? You know, like who's your, you know, client. It was like one of these big booze companies. And they just wanted people hanging out at the bars longer. And I'm like, I don't think we could do that. You know? Yeah. You know, we just didn't feel like we were comfortable to do that. Mm-hmm. So mm. we touched on earlier that, uh, you wrote a book. Yes. Work in the light. Yes. Um, how was that experience in writing, 
and getting some of the ideas and uh, concepts that you've developed in your personal and professional life over a number of years, how, how did that process of actually writing the book help inform? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> when I started uh, working the light, um, I wanted it to be very personal because I didn't want to just, you know, find a curriculum somewhere and bring it to people. I wanted to be something that was from my experience with Jesus Christ at work. Mm. And so, you know, um, and then and, and also I was reading great books, you know, like by Tom Nelson, you know, Work Matters mm-hmm. or Every Good Endeavor by Keller and, and uh, Clifton, you know, ta- uh, Clinton, I'm sorry, talking about uh, uh, leadership and Clifton even, you know, talking about uh, you know, the strengths and all that stuff. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But... Um, Actually, I have to say, when I, when all of a sudden it started happening to me, and I realized, you know, why does God want us to work? You know, the stuff just started just kind of bubbling up inside of me. You know, mm-hmm. it was like all these verses were kind of coming together, and stories in my life, and in work, and and other stories of other people. Because you know, I was developing this while I was actually engaged working with uh, different executives. Sure, um, and uh, I I actually tell you, I felt like like handle. <laughs> I, I was like, where's this stuff coming from? Mm. And it was flowing. And I was like, I don't write this way. I don't even talk this way. I mean, how can this, you know, how, how do I remember that? You where know? did and this it, spring from? Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and it just was coming together. And, and then I was just rolling it out to the different uh, groups. We had five of them when we first started, all beta groups. And, and they were just really positive about helping out with the, the whole process. And, mm-hmm. and it was like working, you know. And then I had this whole compilation of these different areas. And, and um, decided that uh, it had to be consolidated into a book. And I had a couple of people tell me that. So, mm. you know, went ahead and pulled it together and um, uh, did kind of, I guess it's a partnership publishing. It wasn't quite, you know, self-published. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it was just like, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, I wonder if this is what Handle, I mean, not that it's this masterpiece, okay? I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm Handle, you know? But I'm just saying the way it developed, it, was, it just seemed so... God inspired and mm. just really it was such a blessing spiritually organic yes mm, lovely um, how would you view soul priority and what is its what, well, what, it, what are your hopes for it in the future yeah the hopes that I have for the future is it has legs as long and as strong as God's and not mine because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm older now and um you know, I, 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 I mean, I could see why God would have done this to keep me busy and out of trouble. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, if it's a value, it, it needs to be something that's God-sized. And, mm-hmm. and I would hope that it would continue on, you know, with the materials and with transformation of lives and careers and stuff like that with mm-hmm. other people. And, um, uh, but the big part of it is is what we're doing right now. I think that there's a lot of story out there mm. that's very encouraging for people to hear and, and to hear that you know someone who's just like me, hmm. you know, or has my experience or or, or has uh, an experience that I've never heard of before. But to be so encouraged and empowered by that, um, so you know, I think that this this podcast type of thing is something that can continue to really uh, have ripple effects, especially mm. as it you know gets you know, into, uh, online and, you know, across the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's pray. So, um, one last question. Okay. Any last advice, wisdom or insight that you want to, 
impart to listeners um, alongside all that you've given? So I'm glad to actually have an opportunity to share one more thing. Um, I think what I would share is that I've learned in my career over quite a number of decades now that uh, endings aren't necessarily all bad. In fact, when my time uh, serving at Marvin Glass and Associates ended, as unsettling as that was, because I thought that would be the, my career for the rest of my life, um, it turned out to be the new beginning of Wayne Coon and Associates, which was a tremendous treasure. I mean, I just I couldn't believe that it could actually get better. Um, and that was so fulfilling and so rewarding and so exciting. But ultimately, that, after about 10 years, came to an end. And, and I was just shocked, and I was really upset by it, uh, prayed a lot about why that was all happening. And, and, and I came to a place where I realized that, yet again, this was a completion. There was just no place, no time, no way that God wanted me to serve him any longer in the toy industry. Um, and it was time to move on to something new. And that new thing turned out to be going to seminary, uh, graduating from Moody, and ultimately becoming a lead pastor, which I loved it was a new beginning, something that was completely fresh. It was so frightening and so scary to think that I had to prepare a sermon, to sit with people in some of the most intimate times, and, and oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was so rich and so exciting to serve Jesus in that way. And when that came to an end, I, I just absolutely couldn't believe it because I thought I would do that the rest of my life. And it was very, very hard, very difficult on my heart. Um, but yet I just trusted that it was just not, uh, again, uh, some kind of a bad ending, but a completion of something yet that God had finished in my life to, as far as serving him. And it ultimately led to the creation of Soul Priority and now to this podcast, uh, Work is Calling, you know, where we discover more and more of the stories of men and women in the workplace who have sensed God's leading, God's call in their careers, and how encouraging and supportive uh, that could be as we travel through our own careers. So, uh, yeah, thanks for letting me <laughs> add one more story, um, one more insight uh, that I've learned over the years. Uh, just trust that endings actually could be God's new beginning for something in your life. Well, Wayne, it's been uh, great sitting across from you and getting to interview you rather than watching the master at work. Uh, it's been a, a great joy to work with you on Work is Calling. And uh, yeah, just very grateful for what you're doing and what you're seeking to do. And uh, thank you for letting me interview you. Well, listen, thank you. And you know that this would not happen if it wasn't for you because <laughs> I don't know anything about that button or that button or that <laughs> microphone or that wire. <laughs> See, we need other people in our lives to help us work, huh? Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Wayne. And uh, until the next time, work in the light. This has been another episode of Work is Calling, a ministry of sole priority that coaches women and men of faith how to transform their careers and workplace through biblical principles. You can find out more at www.soul-priority.org. We hope you join us again next time for another interview of an individual who has discovered work is calling.